stories of innovation and success from the vibrant communities of rural Nova Scotia. This is Ignited. Hey there, welcome to Ignited the Podcast, where we celebrate innovation and rural success. I'm Wade Cleveland. I work for a rural innovation hub called Ignite, a place that brings startups and industry, youth and community together with the goal of making an impact on rural communities everywhere. I'm here to tell you some great small town and rural success stories. In the studio with me today is the mayor of Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, Pam Mood. Mayor Mood is in her third term as mayor, having been first elected in 2012. Now before politics, she served 18 years as a citizen member of the RCMP, after which she became a professional speaker and leadership expert who delivers workshops and keynotes internationally on topics such as leadership, communications, community engagement, and more. At a time when Yarmouth as a town was back on its heels due to the loss of the Nova Scotia Main Ferry and a significant economic downturn in the fisheries, Pam stepped up with a message of optimism, personal responsibility, and a question. What can you do to help move your community forward? Now, full disclosure, I'm a town councillor in Yarmouth and have been since 2016, so I have a working relationship with Pam and a lot of buy-in, if you will, on the work that's being done in Yarmouth and the things that we'll be discussing today, including our main topic of downtown revitalization and why it's so important to small towns. In part one of our discussion, we touch on her early days as mayor and the beginnings of turning things around with a downtown facade program. Mayor Mood, thanks a lot for talking to us today. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> it is. It's great to be here. And it's about a subject that's near and dear to both of our hearts. But before we get into downtown revitalization, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about you and where everything started from. Now, I know your grandfather was mayor of Yarmouth, and so that tradition has to be inside of you. It, it's in me. I didn't realize how deeply it was embedded for quite some time. But, you know, I always I always tell the story of, of growing up, and uh, he brought me everywhere. He brought me to the Federation meetings across Canada, uh, lieutenant governors, dinners, all those pieces that I got to wear, you know, the itchy crinolines and... Uh, nasty tight white shoes that were shiny so I got to do all that and and it's uh I also used to watch him in the store when he was mayor and people would come in and boy they'd be ugly about something you know and, and they had a, a bone to pick as we used to say and he would flip over those Pepsi crates those wooden crates and he'd pat them and he'd say come on into my office let's have a chat and when they left they'd shake hands and they were friends and I couldn't articulate it back then but I thought I just I I really want to be that person that can calm somebody down and and help them see through something. So at 11 years old, I say I call him Jiddy because that's Arabic for Grampy, and I said Jiddy, one day when you're not the mayor, I want to be the mayor. And he said you you can, but he said you do it with integrity. So I ran home and I said, Mom, we have to find integrity because. I'm not allowed to be the mayor without her. <laughs> and mom just simply said she didn't even, she just said, you'll find her when the time is right. So, you know, everything I do, I have to do with integrity. I'm bound to it. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, you worked with the RCMP for years. A civilian member. So right. I did specialized work for the drug section. That's, that, was, um, that was fun. That was 18 years of some of the best work that I've, I've ever done. 
Yeah. And, and for you, that developed into something else altogether because you became uh, a much in demand mm-hmm. uh, motivational speaker. I, I did. So, it, I mean, there's rules to follow. So, with the RCMP, when there wasn't a big, I'll put it in plain English, when there wasn't a big drug offload or something that we had to work on. I could go into the schools and different groups and do what we call drug talks and, you know, just kind of educate the kids around the, the drug situation. But the RCMP way, and back then it was, this is a joint, say no to drugs. And I just sat back and I said, God love them, but you know what? That's not going to work. That's not going <laughs> to work. So I contacted a coroner in the U.S. and he sent me some files, some some photos that I was able to use. So I got to show the kids the real, you know, the, the, the reality of, of what drug use can lead to. And then I had folks reach out and said, my God, because it's, it's just my personality. You know, you make people laugh and you bring them in. You don't judge or anything like that. That's not who I am. And um, somebody said, I need you to come speak on. It, it was some kind of a leadership thing. And I said, I can do that. And and I did. And And then from there, I just studied leadership until I... You know, I just continued to pack it in. It's my favorite subject. And, uh, yeah, just all over North America, um, as, you know, as far as New York and Kansas and B.C. and Ontario, just, just speaking everywhere on, on leadership for lots of various organizations. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. And then I looked at my town. <laughs> and I said, Mama has to step in and do something. That was a scary time. So mm-hmm. you were elected in 2012. I was. We've spoken of this before because I've told you this story before. 2012, the ferry was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominion Textile was relatively freshly shut down. Dominion Textiles, of course, was one of the main employers of Yarmouth. Exactly. It was dark days. I have spent my whole life in Yarmouth mm-hmm. and proudly a member of Yarmouth and contributed to the community. And I've always been about the community. And it was at that point that I had thought, and my wife and I had serious discussions, maybe it's time to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thing. It was a terrifying thing for me, the idea that it's time to give up. Mm-hmm. You never gave up. You went exactly the other way and decided it was time for you to run. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fixer by nature. And, and again, you, you do what you do in your life. You, you don't know really who you are until it, it starts to come out and and it brings you joy. I didn't it wasn't joyful to say, "Hey, hey I get to fix the town." Uh, that wasn't it. It was just that I, you know, that you know that you know that you can add some value somewhere. On on top of um, Wade, what you were saying, there was an economic downturn. It, the fishery wasn't, you know, the fishery is our our backbone, our mainstay. But you know, there's price. There there's a price thing there, and that wasn't doing so well. So it was like the perfect storm throw in the loss of the ferry and everything is absolutely ugly. And um, I, I, I just couldn't watch it anymore. Yeah, you just you just can't sit back. It takes a whole community to fix things, but it takes somebody to lead that community. Because like you, many were just feeling like, I, I have to leave. And people were gone. Like they had to, not because they're saying, I got to get out of here. It was, I need to feed my family. Exactly. Right? Stores are shutting down. Businesses are gone. Uh, it, it looks like tumbleweed row. It was ju- it was scary. The seniors wouldn't go downtown. It was just scary. So uh, y- you have to do something. Cross your fingers, your eyes, and your toes, and say, "I hope I'm not, you know, trying to take on too much." But my my heart was in it. So 
If you were a filmmaker and you were making a film about Yarmouth, the color palette at that point, you'd have turned gray because everything felt gray at that time. There was there was a darkness. There really was. And you're elected. It's 2012. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Whew. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll start by saying this. I was greener than a shamrock. I, not a clue. I hadn't been a mayor before. I hadn't been a counselor. Um, you know, I had been told by a, a couple of um, gentlemen, <laughs> you can't run unless you sit on council first because you need experience. And I remember say, and very nicely, you know, I, I said, maybe experience got us into this and, and leadership will get us out. You have to do something different. I, I just remember having to fight for that ferry. And we did fight for it. And we got it back. And the first thing I did was the all hands on deck because I remember going into Jeff's office, our CAO, and I said, I have to have one of those things there, that town hall meeting or whatever it is when people get together. And he's the poor guy's probably just shaking his head saying, the mayor doesn't know what a town hall meeting is. And I don't, I don't care what I don't know. It's what I can learn that, that brings value to the table. He, he said, okay, so... I said, we'll do it at the Mariner Center, because that's fair. Everybody knows what the Mariner Center is. And I remember going out there, and and um, two gentlemen had said, um, I said, how many chairs should I set up? Oh, set up 30. You know, you're new. People will be interested. And I couldn't, my, out of my mouth came, set up 400 chairs and make sure you have 100 on backup. And they did that. And it was it was packed. And my question, which I'll never forget, was, what can you, as an individual, an organization, or a business, do to move your community forward? It's not my community. I can't fix it. And wager on council. We can't fix. We can only set the table and change policy. And the people came. We set up 50 groups. Everybody came to the table and, and threw something out. Like, we, we set up 50 groups. And a lot of those groups are still ongoing. We still... People are still weeding gardens as volunteers, you know, those types of things, painting. Uh, yeah, all of it. And, and it just turned things around. But I'll tell you what it turned around the most was the attitude. Exactly. Because that's kind of the key, isn't it? There has to be buy-in. You can have as pretty a community as you mm-hmm. want. If the people aren't in there in a vibrant way, then you don't have a community. You have you a town. It's not that's, the same thing. That's right. I couldn't have put it any better. The, the community is the people. And, um, you know, it's if you don't want to be here, if you're always, you know, saying negative things about your community, the people around you, the people that are trying to make things better, you, you can't gel like that. You can't come together and, and make things better. You can't. You also can't sit back and point and say, Somebody needs to fix this, you know, and I've had that conversation with with a lot of people. And the answer was was always, I think what you're bringing to the table is is a tremendous idea. Let us know how we can help you go out there and do that. And, and you know, uh, the whole community knows this. The splash park, the splash park was a perfect example of the community saying we need a splash park. Well, you know what, if you waited for us to do it, it would be 10 years because we've got so much on our plates. And we can only do so much, but the community got together under Linda Gallagher's leadership. Again, another uh, leader that would step up and take it on, and it's done in a year. Like, what? Yep, with the fundraising and everything. <laughs> they did their exactly. own fundraising. Yeah. The Splash Park yeah. is at the same yeah. spot where the Mariner yeah. Center is, yeah. which is our, our sport hub, if you will. Yeah. 
and there you have it. It was $330,000. Right. They raised their own money. Mm-hmm. They put it all together. It was pretty amazing to watch the community say, okay, we need this. Let's yeah. all step up together. And and it worked. That's That's how it worked. And I think that's what was in me when I was saying, you know, all hands on deck. Like, we have to do this together. You have to love your community. If we're going to have a ferry, we've got tens of thousands of visitors coming over. You want them to eat in our restaurants and shop in our stores and stay in our hotels? And it's not just about those places. It's about the fact that the people here work there. Mm -hmm. If we don't get those people in, everybody's going to lose their jobs. So... Everything to me as a mayor, it's like that that economic lens, right? My first lens is to go to people um, because I, I care deeply about people. I'm not a I'm not an enabler, <laughs> and and I I don't uh, I I think nobody owes any of us anything. That upsets some folks sometimes, but we're not owed anything. You know what? It's not what can people give me. It's what can I give to the community. And people started to step up, and I I just, I mean, it's brought me to tears more times than I can count. Hi, this is Doug Jones, CEO of Ignite Atlantic. Are you a professional, a small business owner, or an entrepreneur working from home or remotely? Consider co-working at Ignite. Ignite provides a wide range of amenities, such as high-speed internet, printing and copying services, private meeting rooms, free snacks, coffee and tea, training and networking events, 24-hour access, and much more. We offer monthly and daily rates to our members. Did you know that 76% of employees say they dislike the lack of social interaction when working from home? You could be working in a modern, fun, flexible, and collaborative environment at Ignite. Find out more at IgniteAtlantic.com. 2010, Mm. Ekestics put together a downtown blueprint. This is before your time, a couple years before your time. I I have that blueprint. I I read it often. Me too. Because yes, obviously. <laughs> oh, because yes. because since you began in 2012, here we are. Gosh, it's 2023 now. So you know, some time has gone by. Everything has been done kind of with that lens. It's been a long project. It's still going on. Before we get going into some of the things that that Yarmouth did. Why is downtown revitalization so important? I get asked that question a lot. Why do you focus on the downtown? It's not just Yarmouth. It's anywhere on the face of this earth. The center of a town is the downtown, and that's the heart. It, there's no other way to put it. it it's, it's, like, it's like your body. If the heart stops, if your heartbeat isn't going, everything around it dies. If you check any town that is not doing well, you're going to find that whole region is not doing well. It, it's not that anybody's done anything right or wrong. It's if your heart's not beating, you're going to die. Like, let's get that, you know, let's just put it in plain English. So we focus on that because the stronger the downtown is, the stronger the region is, the, the more people that will come here, the more jobs, uh, the more economics, the more money there is to pay for the things that the folks here want, you know, the extras and, and as well as provide the necessities um, and then start to work on amenities. So we need a strong downtown. So where do you start? I know where you started. <laughs> what led you there in the facade program specifically? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I just I, I remember and people say all the time because I've said this a 100 times. 
you know, I'm the mayor that that's the crazy mayor that thinks paint will fix everything. And I said, well, guess what it did? You know, it 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 has helped tremendously. But I, I'm a traveler. Now, you have to remember everything has to be in perspective. Everybody hasn't traveled. And I don't just mean to Halifax or, you know, the Valley or Cape Breton or something like that. I mean, I, I, I've, I've traveled the world. And what I'm drawn to is that vibrant, busy, colorful downtown center where you can meet people and talk to them. And, you know, there's, there's places to just uh, look at me. I just get so excited. And that's no matter where I am in the world, that is where I'm drawn to. And that's where travelers are drawn to. You know, they, they just find themselves there. And we had to create that. And bring, bringing more people in is like it's creating that lifeblood. And so what makes people want to go somewhere? It needs to be fun and uplifting. And, and I remember some, uh, a business owner said, somebody said, what color are you going to paint? And he said, not beige or gray because the mayor will come behind me and she'll repaint. And I said, get that gray and beige. Now there's beautiful gray with white trim. Like that's a different story from a drab, you know. But I said, put some color on that. Now, Echistics told us to do that. What they had, if we look at the blueprint, is is Echistics had those, the muted tones, the historic tones. And I remember thinking, that's fine, as long as it's color. But the wool shop was first. And they painted this beautiful, bright yellow that just was like the sun on Main Street. Literally, because as right? I was saying, that the palette had turned oh, great, not just gosh. not just mentally, physically, no, everything physically. was gray. So all of a sudden, they were in the middle of all these gray buildings <laughs> and kind of beat up buildings was this bright yellow, yellow. building. It was almost, it was like breathtaking. It was like, it <gasps> was. <laughs> I know. It didn't, it's just like, it makes you feel so good. It's like looking outside and, and seeing a cloudy overcast day or going out and the sun's just shining brightly on you. It sounds silly, but it, it's who we are as human beings. We just want that bright and colorful. And then so the whole block, then it wasn't like a navy blue. It was turquoise and then it was pink and it was, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What the heck is uh, this? Mama likes this. <laughs> So specifically, yeah. let's talk about the facade program yes. and what it offers. What is the facade program? So the facade program is just that. It's just for facades. It's not to fix up the interior, but the exterior. How does it look on the outside? So we brought to council because everything takes funding. But if we're going to help, um, I always say put your money where your mouth is. So council, now I could be corrected on this, but I thought it was 150000 that first year, something like that. It was, it was a nice number. And council agreed to put that money on the table, and we would fund up to 50% of the work done for the facade. So that would be, you know, the, the paint jobs and and, you know, flower baskets and, you know, those types of things, signage, we would pay up to 50% of that. And that's what we did. And it, the, the thing is not the 50%, the 50-50, it was that all of a sudden you're getting hundreds of thousands of dollars of work being done. It really did roll, didn't oh it? Once it gosh. started to go, and there were people who yeah. were getting their 50%, whatever that number was. Oh, that's right. And so excited about yeah. it that they would put 
twice that in yeah. themselves. Oh, it was, absolutely. It was amazing yeah. to see. And I think, Wade, and again, I'm not a numbers person. I'm, I'm that visionary leader that sees down. I want what I want it to look like. You guys figure out the rest. But I think it was up to $5,000. So five and five, $10,000 is not going to do, uh, it'll do your paint job, but that's it. But Richard LeBlanc, he just took on one building after another after another, and, and it transformed the the area. And it wasn't just like slap some paint on. I mean, he redesigned the fronts. He, he put two, three, four colors on each building. Unbelievable. It cha- just changed everything. And, you know, in my travels, I would get people saying, my gosh, I hadn't been to Yarmouth in, you know, in five years or whatever. Now it's 10. In five years, and I, I, I've never seen it look like this. So it, it, it really worked. Everything started to flow. Mm-hmm. And again, we're talking about a role where the idea is, is that the council and you believe that the way things need to be downtown mm-hmm. is you have to set that table oh, in order do. for people to come down. Yeah. Well, they started coming down mm-hmm. and things did change. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're getting coffee shops, you're yeah. getting uh, craft beer, you're yeah. getting businesses that not only look good, but are brand new. That's right. And so everything starts to flow, Mm -hmm. at least to a degree. Mm -hmm. That wraps up part one of our discussion, and we'll continue to talk with Mayor Pam Mood in part two, available now. You can find out more about the town of Yarmouth, their programs, activities, and more by visiting their website, townofyarmouth.ca. And on Facebook, you can follow Pam's Mayor Pam Mood page. If you want to find out more about rural innovation and what Ignite does, check out IgniteAtlantic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you subscribed to Ignited, shared us with your friends, and gave us a good review. And we'd love to hear from you. Any comments or suggestions about the podcast or what you'd like to hear on it are most welcome. Our website is IgniteAtlantic.com, and my email is Wade at IgniteAtlantic.com. I'm Wade Cleveland. Thanks for listening. Part 2, coming up.